With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Stick to Football, Bleacher Reports, college football, and NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Miller, joined, as always, on Friday morning, my buddy Mello. And Mello, we are sitting outside at... I. I don't want to oversell this, but this is the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. I don't life. think you could oversell it. It is literally the best barbecue we've ever had. And we are, we're from close to Kansas City, where they are pretty famous for some barbecue. I've never had anything like this. The sausage here, if you guys are listening and you haven't had it yet, go get it right now. Because it is the best thing I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, and I have two kids, and it beats them. Yeah, it, uh, yeah. My girlfriend's here. Is it better than her? No, Obviously. I'm joking, joking. Um, so Honey Fire Barbecue, Bellevue, right outside Nashville. Amazing. Uh, drinks are great. Service is fantastic. We appreciate them hosting us tonight, Mello. We're going to do live draft on draft because we have some amazing people here. We're going to talk about how free agency affected the draft, what, the, what those moves are going to dictate in about six weeks when the draft comes around. We're going to do our top five favorite active NFL players. Active. And and we're going to play a little Would You Rather. So a loaded show. I think it'll be fun. Hopefully the people out here enjoy it. Uh, if you see Mello's beer get low, just grab a new one. Uh, and we should probably mention that there are kids in the crowd. So if you do listen every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, show might sound a little different. I'm going to use my teacher talk today. This is, a, this is church stick to football. Something like that. Something. It's nice. It'll be it'll be PG for the first. So, like, you won't have to earmuff your kids listening to the show today. BR is going to be so happy with right. us. We should just send this for like, all of our demos oh every time. God. We sold your show. Good job, guys. Let's kick it off here, Mello. Talking about how these major moves from free agency and trades affect the draft. We saw it with the tampering window. As soon as that dude opened, the moves started coming in fast and furious. But the biggest one is Odell Beckham Jr. being traded from the New York Giants to the Cleveland Browns, and I want to look at this from a couple different perspectives. The Browns no longer have a first-round pick, uh, and they no longer have a second-round pick. They sent both those to the New York Giants, who now have number six and number 17 in the first round. So if you are the Cleveland Browns, you probably feel okay because you added Kareem Hunt, Olivier Vernon, and Odo Beckham Jr. If you're the New York Giants, at what pick do you draft your quarterback of the future? For me, since I'm the New York Giants, I'm going to pass on a quarterback in the first round. I don't love any of the quarterbacks in this draft. And I happen to know for a fact that Jarrett Stidham is going to be sitting there in the second round. And that's my guy. Go with whoever you want to target. Maybe you want a big receiver. You want to shore up your offensive line. You can get those early in the draft at 6 and 17. Or maybe you want to go defense, get you an edge rusher. We already know they're not moving on from Eli Manning for whatever reason. Keep him there for a year. Develop a guy like Stidham for another year or two, however long Eli wants to play. And then I think you have your quarterback for the future. I think the fans are going to march on the stadium out in Jersey and kill you if you do that, though. And then in like a month and a half, I'll be right, and they'll have to apologize, just like they did for that Beckham trade. Yeah, well, I'm still accepting apologies if anybody wants to send any of those in. So I think the... I think this is where you have to play the what will they do versus what should they do. What they should do is call their buddies down the road and the New York Jets and say hey, uh, we want pick number three because we want Dwayne Haskins. What's it going to cost to get to three? 
Is it six and 17? Is it six and one of those twos? I think it's six in that first two. What is it, like pick 37? Yeah. Something like that. I think that would get you with the Jets pick at number three. It would get they, you close, they're right? They're eager to move out of that pick at number three. So I don't think the asking price is going to be too high. But they are going to be the team that everybody goes to for a quarterback. That yeah. number three pick in the draft is probably going to go quarterback. We just don't know what team yet. I want to stay on the Giants because they also lost Landon Collins. And when they lost Landon Collins on the first day of the tampering window, the big thing that came out was, it's okay, we're going to get a comp pick. We'll get a third-round compensatory pick because we're losing a big contract. But then uh, on Thursday, they signed Golden Tate to a big contract. So you're canceling out your comp picks, at least at the third-round level. They might still get a fifth-round, sixth-round type comp pick. But I have no idea what Dave Gettleman's doing. I don't either. Uh, somebody tweeted it out. He's like Butch off Red Dead. No one knows what his plan is. We're just following him blindly right now. If you were going to pay a receiver, why not make it Odell Beckham? Who is, I think, you can't even argue it, he's a top five receiver in the NFL. Whether you like what he does off the field, pregame, all that stuff, he's one of the most talented receivers we've ever seen, and you moved on from him to sign Golden Tate to a pretty big money deal. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. And this is two years in a row I don't understand what Dave Gettleman's doing. So, um I'm, I'm just trying to Mayock his job, basically, at this point. Yeah, I mean, he might be out of there next year. He didn't work out with the Panthers. They're probably going to take D.K. Metcalf because everybody knows he loves huge receivers. And linebackers, so they're going to take Devin White and, and D.K. Metcalf. Let's move on to your team, the Kansas City Chiefs, traded a player to my old team, the San Francisco 49ers, for a 2020 second-round pick. I don't want to get into the value of that. Connor and I got into it on the midweek show. But how does this affect the 49ers at two? How does it affect the Chiefs at 29? I'm here to tell you it doesn't. I disagree. Okay, well, let's go. I let's think go. if you're paying an edge rusher that much money, because D4 just got, what, $87 million over five years, I think that frees them up to maybe even take a guy like Quinnen Williams because now you know you're getting pressure on the outside. Now you can team him up with Quinnen Williams and get pressure on the inside. I think you want Bosa so bad that you're almost – like, I'm not a Niners fan, so <laughs> right. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm okay with them moving on. I honestly think, like, I agree with you, like, you're paying D Ford, but you, they need two edge rushers. Like, you still need another. They do, but are you going to tie up all that money with two guys? Are you going to make that the whole focus of your defense? I, yeah, for the next five years, I would. Yeah. I really would. You I mean, would, but will John Lynch? Who knows? Who I don't knows think, what he's going to do? He'll, I don't think he's very good at his job. So He'll I don't probably know. trade down to, like, pick four and just You know miss what he'll do of. is he'll sign more injured players, like Jason Verrett. Like it's they're getting back. They're being too cute. The Niners are of, oh, we're going to get a bargain. If we go get this guy who's been, oh, he's been hurt. Jason Verrett's played like three games in the last three years. I wasn't crazy about the Quan Alexander signing either. I, I know he's a fast athletic linebacker, but he misses so many tackles. I don't, I don't know how he's going to fit in that defense either. Cause he's not a big guy. How about for the chiefs at 29? Uh, no additional picks this year. Like I said, a 2022nd edge. Huge need. Corner, still a huge need. Their greatest safety now with Honey Badger and Armani Watts. They need a center. Mitch Morris is now in Buffalo. They could use a running back. At what point do we see Brett Veach, who I think is the most aggressive GM in football, get a little bored on Thursday night and trade up for a Montez Sweat? I can tell you he doesn't want to sit there until pick 29. If somebody's going to be moving up into those teens, it's going to be the Chiefs. They, we saw it with Pat Mahomes. They'll find their guy, and they're going to go try to get him. If it's Montez Sweat, if it's a Cleveland Furl, Brian Burns, there are a lot of good edge rushers, and they need one. 
If you're going to get rid of Ford, you better have a plan to replace him because you have no one that can get to the quarterback right now. They need somebody. So they've got to address that early in the first round because people aren't going to be there in the second round. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. And I think this goes toward the toward to toward toward. That's that word toward the move to let Justin Houston and Eric Berry go. I think a lot of folks expected, okay, now we're going to be aggressive and like maybe we'll keep D Ford because Justin Houston's gone. There's actually a little bit of a hole in the salary right now. As we're recording, they haven't signed Ronald Darby as of yet. So they still could to get a corner in there. But the they, Chiefs, they better. They, they have better. to address corner. But this is a team that's being talked about as like the premier team, the up-and-coming team in the AFC, at least, if not the entire NFL. And they have some huge identifiable holes. And they the have defense. a division. And this goes right into our next segment, uh, point here. The Raiders signed Antonio Brown and Tyrell Williams. Like, the, the Raiders and LaMarcus Joyner, like the Raiders have made moves. The Chiefs have not made the as many as we maybe expected. The Chargers are very good. The Broncos have made a ton of moves to shore up their secondary. They traded yep. for Joe Flacco, which I understand is a joke. They signed Juwan James at right tackle. Every team in the AFC West has gotten markedly better. The Chiefs, Honey Badger is a very good player, but they haven't made the moves that make you think, oh, this team's... Especially if you're clearing cap like they are with releasing guys like Eric Berry and trading D Ford because you don't want to pay him that money. I expected at least two big free agency signings. Honey Badger didn't surprise me. I like that fit. I think he's a do-it-all safety, and he can kind of take over that role for Eric Berry. But I did expect somebody else, maybe going after an edge rusher or somebody like Clowney or something, I don't know if they can clear that much cap, but I really thought that the Chiefs would make moves. Maybe they are just waiting until draft night, which is fine with me because I like this draft defensively. I mean, yeah, obviously I think everyone does. So let's talk about the Raiders. They still have, after all that, they still have pick number four, 24, and 27. They are still loaded for bear. Oh, and then some early picks in the second. Too. Right. Like, they're not done adding pieces. They're another team that could draft at four and then move up in the draft with some of the other picks that they have. I, they're a hard team to pinpoint for me of like, oh, this is what they will do. I think they can honestly sit and wait and see what the – it's going to be Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa. The Jets, I think, are the wild card. They might trade out. They might draft so Josh Allen. Haskins. Maybe Haskins. So if you're the Raiders, you could be sitting there with Quentin Williams, Josh Allen, Devin White. Yeah. Some whomever, really good. Whoever you like. Yeah, so just take best player available. As much as Who's we like, made fun of that front office, they could be in a great position. With Mayock there, too, I think they've shored up some things. When they traded some of these guys, it's like, what the heck are you doing? Why get rid of Khalil Mack? But now they're sitting there with these three first-round picks. Doesn't look so bad now. Once you have Antonio Brown, yeah. And Tyrell Williams is a big receiver. They let Jordy Nelson go. And I, I think it was fascinating all the talk about would they build around Derek Carr? Is, is Carr their guy? And we still don't really know that answer. They could still be a team that's in on Kyler Murray if somehow he gets past Arizona. So I think yeah. the Raiders, I get asked this, like, I do radio, and it's like the laziest, like, radio host question ever will be like, so, Matt, what's the story of the draft? Players get picked. Yeah, players get picked. Year. Fans get mad. Uh-huh. Uh, Especially Roger Titans fans. And we're going to get to that. But I think the Raiders <laughs> are the, like, they're the story of this draft because they have – made so many moves and they still have four of the top 36 picks in the draft. So it's going to be, it, it's the year of Oakland right before they go to Las Vegas. I want to talk about a team that I, I know a lot of the Titans fans who are here. We got a Jets fan. We got some Bears fans, a Packers fan. Go Dolphins. Where, why do we have so many Dolphins fans? We can't figure it out, but we're glad we do. 
We appreciate you guys. I didn't know there were this they many. They hide dogs. their faces in the season, and it's like, oh, draft. We're going to do something special. Yeah. We almost got Teddy Bridgewater. Watch this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> nope, uh, that didn't happen. We got a, a Vikings fan. We got all kinds of great fans here. I think we, by show of applause, how many of you hate the Patriots? So I thought, so everyone hates the Patriots. They've done nothing. Bill Belichick's like diving off boat shirtless in the Bahamas right now. No. I mean, they're not doing anything. He really was. You see the picture? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. That's the ideal male body, right? Yeah, really. Yeah, just hair. That's peak performance. Yeah, hair everywhere. Uh, I love Belichick, but they've done nothing. It's not really their move to go sign like big free agent guys, though. Did you know? The Patriots have 12 picks in this year's draft. They always do. They always have more than 10. Like 12 every, picks. They probably already have seven picks for next year's draft. Well, everybody has seven picks for next year's draft. I mean additional picks. <laughs> Smart <laughs> ass. Other than the Bears fans here. Yeah, they're like, yeah, but we got Khalil Mack, so we're okay. Yeah, You're good. I was teasing them earlier. Like, we'll make fun of the fact that you guys don't have any picks, and they're just going to play me Khalil Mack highlights. Like, remember when your old team, the Niners, didn't pull off this trade? Yeah, like, yeah we got everybody him. in the league should have for what they yeah, gave up but for him. I think it's interesting the Patriots have done nothing. They lose Trey Flowers, Trent Brown, and Malcolm Brown. All I see with those moves is third-round comp pick, third-round comp pick, fourth-round comp pick. So like you said, they, already, they are getting premium draft picks by letting guys go get big contracts that they don't want to pay. And Malcolm Brown was the only guy who was a first-round pick. He was like pick right. 32, where they usually draft. And I think he's kind of had a disappointing year. Yes. Or career altogether. He hasn't done much. So you know the Patriots will fill in. Their third round picks are usually better than their first round picks. I think that's the first time I've ever heard you criticize a Texas player. Are you serious? I talk about them all the time. You want to talk about Malik Jefferson for 30 minutes? Oh, yeah, never mind. Yeah, I hated that guy. No, I don't. We got a lot of Titans. We got some Titans fans. Two? Three? One and one and a half. We're in Two. Nashville, and we have like three Titans fans, which really segues perfectly fans. into my segment that you guys get mad no matter what we do for you. TJ Hawkinson, we're like, oh, this is a great pick. Delaney Walker's old. John Smith's hurt. Mariota needs a tight end. And you guys are like, you, you're stupid. Like, Why, yeah, why yeah. would we replace so the like, tight end? No, no, no. End? Let's go edge rusher. Let's go Brian Burns. He's too skinny. We don't like him. Like, uh-huh. So, Titans fans, yell at, you can, I can hear you because you sat close, and I love that. What do you guys want? The best player? You want, who can? <laughs> TJ. He wants TJ. TJ? Okay, yeah. Curly hair gets it. He wants TJ Hodges. Exactly. Yeah, right? like, should be running the Titans probably. That's the way to go. Yeah, that's Mike Vrabel's son. We just don't know it. Uh, I, I actually agree with that, TJ Hodges. But this is something I want to start doing when we go to places is ask the fans who are there because I've never written a mock draft that someone liked. So it, it's, it's good to hear. You want Dexter Lawrence the first round? Who, what's he drinking? Like, give me that man's drink. Yeah. Woo. It's a big guy in the first round. I, th- I think you can get Dexter Lawrence in the second round. When they come around on the flip. Or I think, third. Do they not have a second round pick? No, but I'm saying you might be getting him Oh, the you third. think so? I like him more than that. I like him in the second round. You've always hated him, but he's yeah, I really don't like 340 him. pounds and ran like a five in the 40. He also got suspended for PED, so I don't trust that time. Yeah. Like, I don't know what Osterine does to your 40, but it's got to help it. I don't know, but he can move. I like his film. I like his tape. I think he's going to be very good. I always worry about guys like that who have three first-rounders on the line with them. And I I was telling this story the other day that it's like one of my favorite quarterback prospects when I was really young and and stupid was Dan LaFever. You remember Dan LaFever? It's like this Central Central Michigan Michigan quarterback, and he was so good. And I was like, why doesn't the NFL like this guy? Come to find out, it was because his receiver was Antonio Brown. 
It's like, oh. And he is pretty good. He's pretty good. So, no one knows who Dan yeah, Lefebvre so is. Yeah, so it's good to know. I'm going to, when we do Mock Draft Monday, we'll just put Dexter Lawrence in there, and everybody will be happy. Oh, yeah. Everybody in Nashville is going to love it. Yeah. We are in Nashville, and before we go to our top five favorite active players, I would be remiss if we did not talk about the best spots. The draft is here in about five weeks. We will not be here, sadly. Very sad. Really sad. <laughs> yeah, you heard what? the what? Yeah, we'll oh, be in New York. Are you kidding me? Uh, it was not our decision. But we're happy with the decision that was made um, because we will be covering the draft from because our Because we have a great leadership at Bleacher Report. We're just do. doing a wonderful job. Uh, running the company, supporting us in the podcast. Exactly. And we're very appreciative to be able to go to New York City and spend our time there. No sarcasm. We're very excited for that. Um, the best spots for Nashville Draft Week. We have our spots that we go to every year when we come uh, here. And now we have a new one. We do have a new one right here. On we will probably Barbecue. be back tomorrow. Um, we're taking a lot brunch. of food home. I think we're good. Um, but I want to know from y'all that live here, what are some of the spots that we don't know about yet? Like, Y'all, I'm out. Big shots. Big shots. Big shots on second half. Okay, we'll have to add that one to the list. $5 doubles? What? <laughs> there you go. Cody Ford. Yes. Hope so, yeah. Minnesota yes. fans. Let's do it. Yeah, that, sound, that actually sounds great. Do you work there? Like, that was a good ad. Yeah. So, like, our spots, like, I mean, we're tourists, right? So, like, we, go, we like go to merchants. Merchants still has the best Long Island I've ever had in my life. And popcorn. And popcorn. You get that popcorn, the Johnny Cash uh, brisket chili. Mello hates it. Um, so, like merchants, we like nudies. Now, I want. I've had people be like, "You're going. You're like advertising a strip club on your podcast. It's not that kind of place. It's about like a nudie suit. So it's like a it's like a honky tonk. I mean, the first time we stumbled in there, we definitely thought it was something else. But yeah, I mean, a guy yelled. But we at us. learned to love. We it. walked by and he went, "Hey boys, a lot of single girls dancing in here." And like, I rewound. <laughs> okay. like, oh. <laughs> yeah. It was like a boomerang, but real life. Like I just yeah. went backward. Uh-huh. Uh, I didn't know you yet. Then it was okay. Um, so those are our spots. So any other suggestions? Where? Roberts Westward. Yeah, that's right down on Broadway. That's a good spot. Where? All right, there we go. What was the name? We've never made it down to Bridgestone. No, we've never made it that far. We've, we've like gone. started at the river, and I think we H-Q. usually get to Nerdies, and then yeah, kind of H-Q Beer Cave. Um, just for uh, personal uh, curiosity, in five points, if you were going to go out maybe tonight, where would you go? <laughs> Big <Bibbing> shots. Okay, <laughs> well, yeah, thirty dollars. You know, it's, it's a good deal. <laughs> Yeah, so do Bleacher Report kids. Yeah, that's good to know. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break, Melo. We'll be back with our top five favorite active NFL players. I'm sure people here will love those answers. All right, y'all, we are back. There's a kid maybe dead on the grass. Let's check on them. And we're going to give you guys our top five. This is like LSU all over again. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, well, he has shoes on, so that's a plus. But Uh, uh, I don't know. Okay, now I'm worried. Three, two... Dead or alive. <laughs> nope. Nope, nothing. I'm all sure right, this cool. is great podcasting because no one can see what we're all yeah, watching. That's all right. If it's not interesting, we'll just edit it out. But it hasn't moved in a while. I'm going to feel terrible if something's actually wrong with it. Oh, I saw a head movement. I didn't. Okay, okay there, we, there we go. And everything's okay. ready. He's all right. Oh, my God. <laughs> that, the next Leonardo DiCaprio here. I sit here for five minutes. Like, yeah, it might be a dead kid, but uh, there's a podcast right, going on. I so don't want to jump that do? fence. If it were one of my kids... <laughs> I checked their life insurance. I so, just yelled at them. Top five favorite active NFL players. Sorry, Dalvin Cook. Jersey, not going to make the list. Speak Trubisky, no. 
I do like I, I, Anthony Miller. I do like Devontae Adams. Ah. They're not going to make the list, though. Uh, I don't even think anyone from those teams will. So, um, uh, you want to go first? Oh, no, we need a quarter. Yeah. Anybody have a quarter? We're keeping it if you give it to us. Just letting you know. <laughs> oh, wait. We got a Bud Light we, beer cap. There we go. Okay. So, heads is Bud Light. Tails is the inside. I feel Does like I'm getting the shout. Can anyone? It, it, the first person who can shout out what I always call gets two free beers. Come get two free beers. There we go. All right, ready? <laughs> Tails never fails. Ready? Yep. Whoa, a little wind here. It is a lot of wind here. And it's Tails. There's a penny on the ground. We should have used that. <laughs> it is Tails. So that means I get to go first? Yeah, you cheated because that's whatever. I bounced it off my huge pecs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah right. right. All right. Fine, um, take him. I don't think anyone will be surprised that the first pick in the top five favorite active NFL players draft will be Patrick Mahomes the second. Sorry, yeah. Melo. No, that's an easy pick. He's the best quarterback in the game right now and a fan of the show. So what are you going to do? We're going to keep catering to him. Guest of the year. Mentioning his name as much as we can to get him back on here. I'm reserving some tattoo space for an autograph that just stays. Yeah. I'm with you. I'd do it too. All right. uh, Since you took Pat Mahomes, I'm going to go with a Texas guy, not a Texas tech guy. Uh, I'm going with Earl Thomas. I really wanted to see him end up with the Chiefs. It didn't happen, but I have loved him. Uh, since his freshman year at Texas. I thought he should have been a Heisman candidate. He was so good at safety there. And then the fit for him in Seattle, I think he drove that whole defense, everything that they were able to do. I know Richard Sherman took a lot of that attention, but Earl Thomas made that defense work. And now seeing him go to the Ravens and kind of take over for Eric Weddle and what was there with Ed Reed, it's just continuing that lineage of great safety play. And I think he'll be back to 100%. I think he's going to come, he's going to work his ass off, and he'll be back to 100%. Language. Sorry, kids. Yep. Yep. Earmuffs. I guess he's earmuffs. Watch. Now you can say whatever you want. Uh, This is going to not make a lot of people here happy, and I would just remind everyone that please don't hit me. Uh, Just throw things. Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady. Like I Ooh, love and Tom a doll Brady. Roar and comes over the I want to say this in front of in front of my family and my best friends. Our mom is from Michigan, so we grew up watching University of Michigan football with our uncles. I have loved Tom Brady since Drew Henson tried to take his starting job at Michigan. So I'm I'll I'm a bandwagon fan about a lot of things, including the Predators. But Tom Brady's been my guy for about 20 years at this point. Yeah, I, you cheered when Drew Bledsoe got hurt. I did. Yeah. yeah. So no secret there. You have always loved Tom Brady. I'll give you that one. Uh, he did not make my list, but another quarterback that did is Philip Rivers. I oh love <laughs> Philip Rivers. I always have. Uh, Didn't expect I re- that. I remember when he was coming out in the senior bowl and everybody was like, oh, he's going to be a third round pick. And I'm like, I don't get it. I was 12 years old or something. It was like, this is the guy. He's going to be great. I think he's been the best quarterback from that draft class. I know he hasn't got the Super Bowls like Roethlisberger and Manning, but if you put him on a better team, he's going to win a couple Super Bowls. He's still an elite-level quarterback, and he's one of my favorites. I would love to just sit down and talk with him and his 12 kids and see how he does it. Yeah, and with his bolo tie on, I'd be like, how do you convince your wife to let you not ever be home and be a dad but still make eight children? Yeah, what do you do on your, yeah. like, three-hour drive to L.A. every Watch day? film, man. Yeah, just grinding it just out. Just grinding it out. Uh, next up for me, and I get accused a lot of humble bragging, and it's true. So this one falls right in line with that. Michael Thomas of the Saints. This is my guy. Like, Yeah, you you were very high. You had him receiver one. I did, and he went like receiver five. So Yeah, but I think he made a lot of people regret the fact that he went so late in the draft. Yeah, I agree. So I love watching him play. I like 
And like he has the best Twitter handle of all time, Can't Guard Mike. And I will never forget him breaking Kendall Fuller's ankle, literally breaking his ankle in the opener, Ohio State, Virginia Tech. He runs a stop and go, and Kendall Fuller's whole body went at the stop, <laughs> the and then like, his ankle was shattered. So huge Michael Thomas fan. Yeah, I'll give you that one. I think you're just going on guys that you've hit on, like in the draft. Like you loved Pat Mahomes coming out. You liked Tom Brady. It's weird. There's a trend. Yeah. Weird. Uh, I'm going to go with, you know what? Screw it. I almost said the F word. That was close. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm going to go with a guy that I had very high in my draft board. He didn't get drafted. I'm going with Puna Ford. Absolutely loved his play at Texas. I got two Texas guys on there. No surprise. I think he played at a Pro Bowl level last year. And if he would have been a higher draft pick, more people would be talking about him. I think he will explode and he's going to be a great nose tackle, defensive tackle guy for years to come in the NFL. I'm getting to the point, and I will give you a lot of credit for that. He he went undrafted, and you were telling everyone, like, you got to draft this guy, like, fourth round. Draft this guy, like, third round even. Like, he was someone that you absolutely went to bat for with a lot of our contacts in the NFL. I'm now to a point that's, like, really difficult. Because, like, you have your guys, you know, like, I'm anti-jerseys. But, like, sorry, there's a lot of people wearing jerseys here. But, like, I don't, I, I like, won't do it. But, like, those are people whose jersey I would buy. Yeah, I wouldn't, but... And then you get to, like, you're like, oh, well, like, I really like this player, but... Yeah, you know? yeah. I would I would rock a Pat Mahomes jersey as a Chiefs fan for forever now. It seems like I've been a yeah, Chiefs right. fan. Yeah, right. I mean, your so whole life. So I would, I would rock a Pat Mahomes jersey. So next up for me, number four, is a team that, like, I don't really like this team, and, like... At all. Like, I have no rooting in leagues. Like, uh, and he's really the 49ers. He's really their only player that I like, and you nailed it. It's George Kittle. Oh, yeah. No, I was, I was trying to be funny, and you got it. I love George Kittle. Another player that, uh, shockingly enough, Melo, I really like coming out of Iowa. He slipped a little bit in the draft, but uh, having now had the experience to be around him a little bit through Bleacher Report stuff, like, and I like the way he plays. Like, he's just a hard nosed, like, very athletic, three down tight end. And, because the Niners have been so bad, like you need, like as soon as Patrick Willis retired, like I needed a guy on that team, and it has become George. Kittle. And they don't have any other good players, so they it's really gotta don't. be George Kittle. Yeah. Uh, I'm up next. I'm gonna go with a guy that you probably don't even know that I love. I love Pat Peterson. I, I think he's been one of the best corners in the NFL for a very long time. I love how physical he is. He's one of the best athletes in the NFL right now. I think if he wanted to, he could go play running back. He could play receiver. Hell, he could probably play quarterback. For the Cardinals. I love everything about him. I wish he were a Kansas City Chief. Can I point out that all of your favorite players until this offseason played west of the Rocky Mountains? Yeah, I definitely have a West Coast bias. You really something. do. You're the one person. Like, you just sleep in on Sundays. You're like, oh, I'll get you to it eventually. You are right about that, Number sir. five for me, our guy Connor, the other Connor, who's also a Jets fan, is going to love this, Jamal Adams. I love Jamal Adams. Like, not only how he plays, like, what he's all about. Like, we throw around the cliche like, oh, you need a dog on defense. That's Jamal Adams, like through and through. Yeah, he almost killed the Patriots mascot, literally almost oh, that was, killed them. That, like that alone, like, and I'm a closet Patriots fan, but like that alone cemented like how much I love him. It was like when Sean Taylor almost killed Brian Mormon. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, well, like Pitt that. Pitt State gorilla Brian Right, Mormon. so Jamal Adams will always be way up there on my list. All right, I'm going to play to the crowd because I'm getting to I guys that like. I think this crowd cares about this guy. I don't even know. <laughs> they should because if I could have a beer with one guy in the NFL, it would be Taylor Lewan. 
I, I go throw a catfish. Yeah. Ah, see, they do like it. I know the people About more time. than you do. Uh, I would take Taylor Lewan. I would love to go watch the Predators play with him, throw a catfish on the ice, whatever he wants. I love him for more than what he does on the field. Like, he's a pretty good tackle. He looks like he would just be a riot of fun to hang out with. I'm going to I'm gonna be that guy, and I'm going to name drop. I, I Instagrammed a photo of the Honey Fire barbecue. Booger McFarland texted me, I want to go to Honey Fire in Nashville. But you have to. It's a life-changing experience. It really is. Not trying, like, they're not giving us any money to say this. It's they can if they want. But life-changing. <laughs> we will literally be back here every year on spring break. Come find us mid-March. We will be at Honey Fire Barbecue. I was supposed to, like, eat clean on this trip, too. You've been saying that for 20 years. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Diet starts Monday. Yeah, it does. It does for me. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to play a small game of Would You Rather, and then we're going to open it up to the fans with some draft on draft. Let's get into it, Mello. All right, Mello, we are back. The, the crowd's thinning out a little bit. You guys don't have to move I up. think everybody else is getting into that food coma stage that we hit. We like just fought through it. Ago. If anyone has an energy drink in their car, I probably shouldn't have another, but I would have another kind of thing. And if there's a doctor here, that'd be great. Because... Um, <laughs> Yeah, there, there is? Yeah, there oh. he is. There literally is. I don't know. He might not or be a Or at least somebody with scrubs on. He's got to be CPR certified. He has no idea where Diane is. He's also deaf. That he, basketball game He wouldn't even hear me dying. He's just nope. sitting in the bar staring at I the... I mean, where was he when that kid was dying? Right? <laughs> yeah, that Texas Tech-West Virginia basketball game. Country roads. Oh, there it is. We're in Nashville. I'm going to get my deal. All right, let's play Would You Rather. <laughs> that was just stupid. That'll never get happen. discovered. Well, let's play some Would You Rather. We haven't played this game in a long time. Uh, I want to throw one out to you that was not on the rundown. Would you rather wear a purple Dalvin? Da- is that purple? Yes, it is. A purple Dalvin Color Cook jersey or a green Devontae Adams jersey? Uh, I'm going to go Packers on this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I am not a fan of the Minnesota Vikings. I just I, more I don't fans. know why. I never There's have There's so many been. Bears fans in Nashville. Well, if you gave me that choice, Thank it you. would definitely be a Bears jersey. Well, that's why I didn't give you that choice. Khalil yeah. Mack, I would rock a Khalil Mack. Yeah, Anthony Miller, just feel cool with my last name on the back of my jersey. Yeah. Sure as hell wouldn't be Aaron Rodgers. Though. You guys should trade jerseys because his last name's Miller. Jersey swap. Do it. Oh, jersey there we swap. Go. We don't even need that Mitchell guy to do the jersey swap. They can do it in person. <laughs> it's great. All right, Mello, you've put in some would you rathers, and y'all can play along. I think that makes it fun. So just be loud. Would you rather play for a coach you hate and win or a coach you love and lose? Uh, I think that's an easy one. I would rather win. And I'm not like a super competitive person, but winning is fun. Even if you hate your coach, Winning is fun. Your teammates rally around you. It's a different atmosphere. It's a different locker room. I've definitely been in a locker room where I hated my coach, uh, but we lost. But you can still, like, you almost rally around it. Like, yeah, this coach is a douche. Was it me? sucks. No. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yes, but I wasn't talking about you. It's different. Yeah. And so it was different. Playing for a coach that you hate, I don't know that I've ever really played. Okay, I did. I played for one coach that I loved. But we won, was it me? so it's different. Uh, Brandon Shelby. Oh, yeah. Absolutely yeah, okay, loved that coach. guy. He's probably not listening. If he is, it's cool. It's a good shout-out. If so, he is, he should be proud because I graduated. So, yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> From college, even. So exactly. I, uh, I'll do a little story time. My freshman year was the only year I played basketball in high school. And I like I really liked basketball. We played it all the time. And freshman basketball coach used to shout at me, like, Miller, Miller, Miller. And I'd be like, Sitting on the bench, like what, coach? And like he's yelling at the other kids on the court. 
Like, but he's so used to yelling at me for screwing yeah. up that he's just yelling. Oh, so. that happens in my classroom daily. I will yell yeah. at some kid and be like, oh, wait, no, you weren't talking? So I would rather That's win, my bad. obviously. I'd rather, even playing for a coach I don't like, I'd rather do that and win because I hate to lose. Like, it's, I'm the most competitive person in the world. And look at the Patriots. A lot of guys have come out and said that they do not even like Belichick. Like, he is just kind of rude. He's smug. He doesn't talk to anybody. But you have six Super Bowl rings. What are you going to do? Like, yeah. Okay, I'm good here. I'm going to stay here for a while. All right. No crowd participation. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> <laughs> no stickies being handed out yeah, tonight. No stickies awarded in Nashville, other than to Honey Fire Barbecue. Would you rather have a dominant running back or a dominant wide receiver in the NFL, I assume? Why don't you take this one first? I would rather have a dominant receiver. The NFL is a passing game. There we go. I some claps. Yeah. The Vikings fan claps. Like, you know, yeah, right? oh, okay, you had one for a bit. Remember when y'all traded him to the Raiders? Okay. I just bring it yeah. Yeah. And he threw a beer at us. It was weird. Uh, I would rather have a receiver. I think you can look at the Todd Gurley's guys like that. Like, even whether he's arthritic or not, like, he kind of got shut down at points this year. When you have a great receiver, like, those guys can just take over a game. Like, we mentioned, like, we talked about Michael Thomas, AB, OBJ. Like all those guys who have initials, like they're so good and they can, they literally can take over a game or like Tyree kill for your team. Like the, just the ability on one play and that sure that can happen with a running back, but it's less likely that you're going to have someone who can command the attention of a corner and a safety. And you still know that if he gets the ball, it's going to be super dangerous. Yeah. And I actually completely disagree with you. I would rather have a dominant running back because even if your quarterback is absolute. So you're Dave Gettleman. You'd rather have no, Saquon Barkley than Odell? Linebacker. You'd rather no, I would never let Odell walk. But okay. the Giants weren't going to do anything with just Eli Manning and Odell. I thought when they picked up a guy like Saquon, that was going to take pressure off the passing game, and everybody would have excelled because of that running back. Dak Prescott wouldn't be shit without Zeke Elliott. Language. Sorry. They're older kids now. I think they're probably cursing more than you are. They're good. That kid's dancing. He's high-stepping little Dion out there. I mean, if they haven't heard it or said it before, then you're sheltered and you need to. I want to try to get one of those kids to floss. That's my new goal of the night. Anyway. Would you rather? I'm going with running back. Thanks right. for letting me finish my thought. Oh, yeah. Sorry. You're good. No, no. I'm good. Let's when move you're the host, You can do that. <laughs> Would you rather have Daniel Jones or Eli Manning as your quarterback in 2019? So everybody, everybody is shouting Daniel Jones. Trick question. They're the same person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man meme. Yeah. I'm taking Eli Manning. I do not like Daniel Jones. I think he's going to really struggle as a rookie quarterback. You look at what Baker Mayfield did as a, as a rookie. It still wasn't like an elite level get you over the top. You at least have Eli Manning there, and you can run a full offense. I think when you bring in Daniel Jones, you're going to have to scale everything down, and it's not going to work. It's going to be a process. Here's why you're wrong. That was a new segment. Here's why you're wrong. It would only be you. Eli Man, <laughs> Trent Richardson. <laughs> yeah, boom, roasted. Yeah. It just we tried that one. Kevin Hart blink at me. <laughs> um, Eli Manning's so expensive. I'd rather have Daniel Jones to build around a rookie quarterback contract. That's my only complaint there. Would you rather go to Nashville with no music or no alcohol? So you can go to Nashville, but there's no music and you have alcohol. Or you can go to Nashville... Thank you. Thank you for mansplaining your own question, as Shay would say. I'm trying to just wrap my head around it. I'm thinking so, out no, loud no, no. here. I know that you just heard me sing a bar of Country Roads. You don't need music. 
I'm your music. I'm gonna. I guess we're agreeing. Finally, it's, I can yeah. sing pretty damn dang well myself. We're called the songbird of my generation. Uh, I can't get myself drunk yet. That's what the good evolution. People at Come Anheuser on, Bush Come are. on. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go alcohol all day. I How about a, you guys? A yeah. loving relationship with it. No music. Yeah. The yeah, music's pretty good. Do you mean no live music or like no music? No music. Yeah, I mean, we go to 609 every Thursday. Though there's pretty good music there's there. There's pretty, pretty good music there, too. But uh, when I drink alone at home, there's no music. When so the drinks fine. are flowing, I'll create my own music. So You're basically a little beat laboratory. I am. We jammed out on the way I here. I admit, that was, was a joke. You didn't get it. Okay, I get it mind. now. There's kids. Would around. you rather have the combination of Saquon Barkley and Dwayne Haskins or Sam Darnold and Josh Jacobs? Well, they have Le'Veon Bell now, so. Yeah, um... Even go with this hypothetical, I don't like Haskins. I like Sam right. Darnold. Yeah, yeah. And even if it were Josh Jacobs, like, I don't know about that injury, but I'm going to bet on Sam Darnold every day over Haskins. Saquon, Saquon is legit. No, I would, I'm but, with Melo, actually. I would rather have Sam Darnold. Like, like he's the difference for me. I, and be, I'm, like, not anti-running back, and I love Saquon. I gave him a perfect grade. But I don't think the difference between Saquon and Josh Jacobs is that different. But the difference yeah. between Sam Darnold and Haskins is pretty big for me. I agree completely. Oh, there we go. Look at us getting together. All right. This one's close to home. Would you rather be in Nashville or New York for the NFL draft? <laughs> us too. Oh, what are you talking about? I love New York City. Like, once again, Bleacher Report's doing a great job. I'm so excited <laughs> to be in New York for the draft, and it's going to be a great time. I will say... Our draft plans are being finalized. You guys can be very happy. So here's my one corporate pitch for you all out here. If you haven't already, download the Bleacher Report app because, like, this, I'm going to be corporate, and they'll probably cut this from the podcast, but I don't care. We will beat the ESPN app on your phone by minutes. Like, And I know, like, that doesn't seem like anything, but trust me, guys, minutes matter. And when it's news, like, when it's Odell Beckham getting traded, like, you want to know right when that shit happens, right? Sorry, kids. And Ooh, so, you like, did it. I mean, should like, have done a drink or something. To be every ten time minutes ahead of the news, like if you're out driving, like you're gonna get that notification before anybody else. So if you haven't already, download that app. Mello, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Let these animals ask some draft on draft questions. We are back. No cans to pop, but we've got a trough of beer, so we're just popping bottles and sharing a microphone like old times. Yeah, I love how you just immediately take it and pull it to your face. We're trying to share here. It should be a moment. <laughs> it should be a moment. This is all. Meet my eye level, Jim. <laughs> I, I can't look at you that closely. Um, all right, let's get into the draft. We <laughs> shared a bed for like 10 years, and you can't look at me in the face? <laughs> I'm 35 years old now. I can't, I can't be this close to you. <laughs> well, then I'll lean in. <laughs> let's, get, let's get to the questions. This is ridiculous. Let's get to the questions. First up, give us your name, where you're from, and you can tell us what team you rep, even though you got the hat on. <laughs> so uh, I'm uh, at Wolfpack Brad uh, here in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, representing the Tennessee Titans here at the Nashville Meetup. Thank you guys for being here tonight. You can't look you in the eye because you did share a bed for 10 years, probably. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of secrets here. Yeah. He's remembering everything. <laughs> so my question is, uh, where did you guys have Corey Davis rated when he came out of the draft? Was five too high to pick him? And do the Titans need to be looking wide receiver in this year's draft in the first three rounds to complement him? Let me steal that from Melo. Uh, I had Corey Davis not that high. I had him at 15, so I thought it was a reach, especially coming off the injuries where he couldn't perform in the pre-test portion of the draft. So, yeah, I thought it was a reach. And I think the fact that you guys were linked to Antonio Brown says a lot about 
where they thought they needed to get help. So that's why we've, you know, continually mocked tight ends to the Titans is because of that. Like, they do still have a need for a pass catcher. Yeah, I totally agree with what you said. Uh, I did think there would be a run on receivers when Corey Davis was drafted because Mike Williams was coming out there too. So I think they needed to make that move. It just hasn't really worked out for them the way they thought it would. But they do have to address that need. I really think they have to go tight end with that first pick that they have, whether it's TJ Hawkinson or Noah Fant, like whoever's there, they got to get some targets for Mariota. Really find out, does he have what it takes to be a starter in the NFL or do they need to move on? I'm, I'm not good at sharing a microphone. I talk too much. I will say, where, wherever our Titans fan went, I really thought that year they would take a, a receiver 22. Instead, they took Adoree Jackson, which I hated that pick. Ooh, it might be a better receiver than corner. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is Jacob. I'm from Dixon, Tennessee. I have a would you rather for you guys. Is that cool? Let's do it. Yeah. Would you rather uh, watch Rex Ryan kiss his wife's feet or watch Tom Brady yes. kiss his son? Uh <laughs> Thank you. I would rather watch Tom Brady kiss his son. I have a five-year-old son. Sometimes he misses, gets me on lips. I don't care, man. Like, I know like, people, like, if you don't have kids, you're like, that's kind of fucking weird. And those kids are gone, so I can say that. Except for that kid was just like, that old man said fuck. So, but I would, like, I'm fine with that. Like, I, I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm, I have watched Rex Ryan lick his wife's feet, and uh, <laughs> I'd watch it again. I'd watch, watch it again. Uh, do you want me to give you the website? No. <laughs> okay. I think we all know which one it was, so... I don't. Does it rhyme with corn tub? Yes. Okay. Okay. Got, it. Got it. Good luck following that up. Yeah. What's up, guys? I'm uh, John. I'm also from Dixon. Uh, this is a fight to the death question. Uh, any act, any active player in the NFL, not quarterback, uh, punter, or kicker, who would you like to fight to the death? Oh. Eric Flowers. <laughs> like, we got we got beef. I want him. <laughs> Baker fucking Mayfield. I hate that guy. Uh, sign it up. I would fight him for money. Let me fight him. I will do it. He, no. I, I, I just wanna... His lazy ass isn't coming out of Cleveland. Like, you better bring a tackle with you, buddy, because I'm after you. <laughs> and Mello would hit him harder than that cop did. I just want to point that out. All right, next up. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> All right, this is Jameson. I'm from Kentucky. Um, did Miles Sanders combine, did that take him out of reach for the Bears in the third round? Because they don't have a pick in the first two. It, it probably did, and then you all made some moves in free agency. That It seems like they're trying to shore up running back without having to draft one. So I think that's the interesting thing to watch right now is, like, do they like that committee enough? But Miles Sanders is someone we were talking about earlier tonight as a Chiefs target. He's probably put himself into the – Late second, early third range with how good his combine was and how good his tape was, too. Hey, guys. My name is Josh. I'm from Lockport, Illinois. So Bears fan, but also Northwestern fan. Love Pat Fitzgerald. Same. Question, though, about Clayton Thorson. I wonder what round you think he'll go into, what kind of team, and what his ceiling could realistically be in the NFL. I think he will go to the Patriots in the fourth round, and I think his ceiling is Brian Hoyer. Like, I like Clayton Thorson, and I know scouts do, too. And I, Pat Fitzgerald will tell anyone who listens, like, on a good team, like, Clayton Thorson would have been amazing. But our offensive line sucked, and, like, our offensive scheme was kind of held back by some of the things we couldn't do in protection. So there is a lot of like for Clayton Thorson out there. The injuries are, are probably the bigger concern for me. I would agree with you. Probably fourth-round developmental guy. Um, the injuries are a big deal. The fact that he wasn't at the Senior Bowl – I think kind of hurt him too. So fourth, fifth round, depending on what kind of run we see on quarterbacks. Hey, my name's Evan. I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, which by the way, y'all need to get some Memphis barbecue. 
Um, uh, my question is sort of goes back to that Corey Davis question about like the value of a wide receiver that high in the draft because in recent years you see some guys like Corey Davis, Mike Williams, John Ross, who just like don't pan out immediately, but maybe they they show up later. And then we also talked about like how Michael Thomas is incredible, but he got drafted what like around 47, 48 or something. So what do you think the value is? And I guess this is sort of a would you rather would you rather take a guy, a wide receiver like high in the first round that you feel pretty sure about, or would you rather wait on a guy maybe in the second or third round who you think could get a lot of value there? Go ahead. Uh, I actually think with the receiver position, you can find those guys late. We have seen a lot of guys early in the first round bust and they don't do anything but then you'll see a guy like Antonio Brown get drafted super late in the sixth round and he comes in and he's a pro bowler you see your boy can't guard Mike second round guy I think a lot of teams are missing on receivers just like they used to with running backs you can find a good receiver in the second or third round now I think what I'll say about that, and that's a really good question, man, is that a lot of times when we see receivers go top 10, they're traits guys, right? Like Corey Davis was traits. John Ross ran a 4-2-2. DK is going to go top 10. Mike Williams, traits, even with some injury stuff. Yeah, broken neck. In round two, you see more like technicians, like Alshon Jeffrey, didn't run really fast. Great route runner. Mike Williams, Mike Williams, was one of the, or excuse me, Michael Thomas is one of the best route runners I've ever seen in my life, but he didn't run very fast, right? So in the top 10 with receiver, for whatever reason, teams fall in love with potential, which is why DK will go ahead of Nikhil Harry and AJ Brown, even though they're better receivers. So I would rather wait. And like, if I, if I somehow, some way ever end up running a team, like you guys will all know that like, that's what I would do. Like, I don't want the four, two, two receiver. I want the guy who can catch. Like I want the guy who's a good route runner and understands space and timing and awareness because like running a, a four, two, at 230 pounds or whatever, like, that's awesome. But if you can't catch the ball, what are you doing, man? Like, go do American Ninja or something. Like, you're not a receiver. Yeah. Hey, guys, I'm Dakota Cox from Lexington, Alabama. And I don't have an NFL team. I just watch Alabama football. So when I watch the draft, I don't root for my team to get good players. I root for, like, my players to go to good teams. So that being said, what should I be rooting for for, you know, Alabama's top players, like, where I should root for them to go? And also, can I grab one of those wristbands? Grab a wristband. Yes, absolutely. He's already got a collection. Uh, I, I think, you know, Quentin Williams is probably going to be a top five pick. Um, I, I think a lot of people here would want him on their team, so they might try to sway you, especially Connor for the Jets. Um, I, I think just schematically, like, the Raiders would be a really cool fit for Quentin, but, like, no one really wants to go there right now. So that's tough. I think with Jonah Williams, you can look at Carolina as a potential fit. Any of those teams kind of in the middle of the first round, the, or is our, our Vikings guy, like, a, a team like that, and and I would have said Cleveland before they traded out would have been a really good spot for them. But um, let's see who else. Josh Jacobs. I want Josh Jacobs. I wanted him to go to Baltimore, and then they sent Mark Ingram, so they kept that Bama connection uh, alive. So no worries there. Um, who do we like? Josh. The Chiefs would be a good one for him. The Buccaneers would be a really good one for him because of David. The way Bruce Arians used David Johnson, they have Marlon Mack, so I like that. Eagles would be a really good fit for him. Yeah, that's a that's actually a really good one. So that's the yeah, that is a tough spot, man. You gotta pick a team. Like just roll with somebody. Like All right, here's uh, pick. Chiefs. I mean, they have Reggie Ragland, so you got one Alabama player. So that's not bad. I mean, the Ravens would be the most natural answer for you as an Alabama fan. Or Redskins. now the Redskins. Yeah, even though they're the haha go. So yeah, but uh the Redskins do love those Bama boys, that's for sure. Except for they got Darius Geis, which is like Hi. Hi, I'm Robert from Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro, Tennessee. I'll rep Kenyon College. Go Lords. And my question is, would you rather have for the next 
in the NFL next year, the Chiefs offensive unit or the Browns offensive unit? I would still rather have the Chiefs because of Mahomes. Like, and I know like we are the worst people in the world to ask that question too because he just said he wants to fight Baker Mayfield. But I, I actually think Mahomes' elite traits, I mean, we saw it this year. And both his first-year starters, Mahomes did more. And I know like OBJ and, and Jarvis are crazy, but I, I still think with Travis Kelsey, with Tyreek Hill, like I would still rather roll with those guys. And do I get Andy Reid in this equation? Because I want Andy Reid over Freddie Kitchens, even though like – I like Freddie. Where's our Alabama guy? Like, I like Freddie Kitchens, but I would take Andy Reid. I got hit with a box, so I actually yeah. missed the question. Chiefs or Browns, whose offense would you rather have? The Chiefs. They 50 touchdowns last year compared to short, chubby Baker Mayfield throwing you wow. the ball. <laughs> I'm leaning into it. I'm going all in on my anti-Baker Mayfield hate. I don't like him. What do you want me to say? Everybody knows. I'm waiting for him to be like, I'm an inch taller than you, and I play quarterback in the NFL. (laughs) And he's a lot lighter than me. I don't care. I'm still going to talk shit. Hey, I'm Calvin Goode from Richmond, Virginia, repping the Detroit Lions. They literally are now. We have a Bears fan, Lions fan, Packers fan. Oh, my. Yep. And uh, I have a question. Uh, Which one of these three teams do you think will go – We'll have the worst record next year. The Bengals, the Raiders, or the 49ers? Bengals. Bengals. I really don't like what they've done this offseason. I'm not even 100% sure about that coaching hire that they made. Right now, you still have Andy Dalton as your quarterback. Like, what are you going to do? The Browns are going to be very good, even though I talk shit on their quarterback. They will win the AFC North. Who are the three teams again? The Niners, the Bengals, and the Raiders. Yeah, so oh, it's the Bengals. Like yeah. the Bengals are going to lose two games to the Browns, is what I was getting at. Oh yeah, and they'll lose. They'll lose two games to the Ravens, two games to the Steelers. I, I don't know off the top of my head who they play. Uh, you know, their opposite division this year, but yeah, I don't. I don't like what the Bengals are doing. I was hoping you'd throw the Giants out there and we would just crap on them a little bit more. But yeah, yeah, the Bengals are like in a really weird spot right now as as a franchise. What's up, guys? Uh, Connor. Forever and always from Paramus, New Jersey, by been in Nashville for just over two years now. I caught Kyler's uh, pro day yesterday on ESPN right before I went out to work. And from what I understand, the cards were not present. Is that like a big deal? Is it kind of a smoke screen or is it they, they'll catch you on TV, give them a private workout? I, they'll do a private workout. And I would say about the cards specifically, the Raiders weren't there either. But the Cardinals, like Cliff Kingsbury recruited Kyler Murray in high school. But he doesn't need his pro day, right? Where a pro day is a joke. Like, it's fine. He's, it, I'm sure Kyler texts Cliff three weeks ago and was like, hey, I'm not going to run my 40 at my pro day, and I'm going to throw 25 scripted passes. You've seen me throw for five years, dude. Like, you don't need to be there. So I, I think it's, it's like, kind of schematic. Like, it's by design that the Cardinals weren't there because then it's like, oh, what are we going to do? You know, but uh, everyone I've talked to in the NFL still says, Kyler's their guy, and they're going to trade Josh Rosen. So, yeah. All right. Another Bears fan. Yeah. We are not in Chicago. Uh, I'm Brendan from uh, Paducah, Kentucky. I wanted to ask. I wanted to ask, who do you think has the worst fan base in football? Because, you know, if I had to vote, it'd be for for the Packers. (laughs) Ouch. Man, they buy $200 pieces of paper. Packers fans do. So he's got like a real Trubisky jersey. I don't know. It's a pretty good fan. Worst fan base. (laughs) Oh, okay. That's cool. Um... Patriots have good fans. It used to, man. I don't know. That's hard. No, I'm. I'm actually. I hate the Patriots fans. 
Because as soon as they lose a game, they're always like, oh, we'll see you in the playoffs. You just and wait. They make the playoffs. Yeah, but they, you guys, they sucked before, like Tom Brady. Now they're all cocky, and I don't like them. So I'll go with the Patriots. This one. They have a reason to be cocky, yes, but they're still annoying as hell. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know. Like, Florida State fans suck, but that's college. Like, Florida State fans are the worst. Like, that's immediately if you're like, if you could fight a fan base, Florida State. Like, and I hate Bills fans on Twitter, but I like my new bucket list is to party with Bills Mafia. So it's like I can't really like hate on those guys because I don't want body slam through a table that's on fire. Uh, Jags fans used to be terrible, but I get it. They had like little guy syndrome and like they couldn't sell out a stadium. It sucks, but now they can. So they're cool again. Um, there's a stick football koozie blowing in the wind. That's sad to see. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Chargers Valley, who are there any? Like they were playing a, like they're playing in a soccer stadium right now that they can't sell out. I don't know if there's Chargers fans. I can make fun of every team in the NFL if you guys want me to. I got the time, but yeah, Vikings fan is very used to it. Yeah, the love boat was a good good era for you guys. Cowboys fans are like so that's actually a good one. Like Cowboys fans are like the guy who was like hot shit in high school and then he gained 40 pounds, lost his hair, and his wife divorced him, but he still thinks he's like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. But he like still thinks he's hot shit. Like, I was still a varsity quarterback, you know, like, but you're not anymore, dude. But he's why is this so personal now? Because I shared the bed story. And so you have to attack me on draft on draft. Like, do you still wear your letter jacket? Like that's what that's what Cowboys fans do. But I, I like I love Dallas and like the fact that there are so many Longhorn fans there. But Cowboys fans have this like weird complex. Like y'all haven't won a Super Bowl since '95. Like take a breath. Like you're not you're not that good. Jerry Jones needs more Botox. Like you're fine. So I'll, I'll go down on not nope nope. I'll pick Cowboys fans as. <laughs> I caught myself. That wasn't the bedtime story. <laughs> all right. That is our show. Actually, that is our show. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us. Like, this is one of the more fun groups that we've had because it's been, you guys have been great. So um, we'll stick around, hang out for a, a couple more minutes before Shane and the crew at Honeyfire kick us out and we have to pay this glorious tab. So really, thank you all so much. It, it means a lot to us that you come out. Make sure, if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your shows. Download that Bleach Report app. And uh, Mello and I will actually be back Monday morning for Mock Draft Monday, most likely recorded as we drive west on Highway 60. So that'll be a good time. Uh, mostly because in Missouri, you can have an open container. So it'll be a really good show. I'm looking forward to it. All right, y'all, we'll talk to you Monday morning.